Roman Gabriel Show. After I stopped being an athlete after college, I continued to drink and then it just alcoholism started rearing its ugly head and I had to surrender. And so I had to quit to win and I had to stop doing what wasn't serving me anymore. And this is a book about, it's part memoir, part self-help, but it just gives you some basic, very fundamental stuff that you can do to work on your mental health and maybe take a look at what's not serving you. And then what do you replace that with as far as sleep, food, nutrition, connection? So I wrote to my younger self in all of those stages. Welcome to a new edition of the Roman Gabriel Show. Special Super Bowl 50 powered by Shred360. Go to shred360.com. Remember, for all things sports and entertainment, go to romangabrielshow.com. That's romangabrielshow.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, host of the Roman Gabriel Show. You know, our mission is much larger than providing you an entertaining podcast. Our country faces an ongoing crisis of underage youth battling alcohol and drug addiction and a rising suicide rate. This problem impacts all of us and our families. Our nonprofit, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, has been my passion since 2003, impacting hundreds of thousands of middle and high school students, challenging them to an alcohol and drug-free life, while providing a life-changing, interactive online education platform, teaching students valuable life skills and success principles, equipping them to pursue their passion and dreams. I need your help. Our program is successful because of people just like you who financially support our movement. Please give safely and easily today by going to our website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com and click on the red donate button. Or right now on your cell phone, text soldout20 to 484848. That's soldout20 to 484848. All donations are 100% tax deductible. And believe me, any amount will help. Your generous gift can help one more child stay on the right path to health, wellness, and success. Thank you, and be sold out. Coming in with me is a good friend. Um, not only is she a former national championship softball player, but um, uh, she's got an incredible story. She's a coach. Uh, she also is a fitness expert. And she has come out with a book called Quitting to Win that is, uh, was voted the best fitness book or health overall health book uh, out there this last year. And she's got some things coming from that book that'll be helpful that uh, complement Quitting to Win is the name of it. And our guest is my good friend, Crystal Waltman. Crystal, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Roman. Yeah, I'm excited to have you in. Um, you know, uh, Quitting to Win, uh, which, which, you know, kind of has two, two different things going on there, the quit and the win. And when you first named the book, I thought, that's very interesting uh, to bring those two together. Um, tell me about Quitting to Win and, and what brought about um, the reason to write the book for you. I was an athlete my whole life, and I played hard, won, and then on the weekends we would drink and black out. And so after I stopped being an athlete after college, I continued to drink, and then it just alcoholism started rearing its ugly head. And... I had to surrender and so I had to quit to win and I had to stop doing what wasn't serving me anymore. And this is 
a book about, it's part memoir, part self-help, but it just gives you some basic, very fundamental stuff that you can do to work on your mental health and maybe take a look at what's not serving you. And then what do you replace that with as far as sleep, food, nutrition, connection? Who did you have in mind when you wrote the book in terms of who you're speaking to? Yeah, so I am grateful enough to, to be able to coach now, and I coach three different ages. I work with the high school girls getting ready for college, and then the middle school girls, and then my daughter's age 10. So I wrote to my younger self in all of those stages. And you've got a passion for young people, a passion for coaching, and um, you know, COVID has been a really difficult season, especially for teenagers and for junior high, high school students, college students, um, an important time where you learn to socialize and where you need to exercise and where you're growing. Um, it's kind of been cut off. I mean, uh, the suicide rate's gone up. The drinking and alcohol has gone up. Many kids are experiencing depression because they're distance learning or their parents are at home or they're taking care of their brother or sister. Um, in your experience, um, in terms of coaching right now, some of your student athletes, uh, what are some of the challenges that they've voiced to you about COVID and about what's going on? Yeah, I think that, you know, it does, people who maybe didn't know that they have depression or because they're outside all the time and get all the benefits from being outside in the dirt with the fresh air, with the connection with their teammates, like they don't, they didn't realize how important that was. And then now that they're not able to do that and they're on their screens all day, they just feel sad and they don't know why. So it's just about instilling those basic daily things that you can do, you know, to get fresh air, to get up from your desk, to get out and move, still get the heart rate going, you know, maybe just put your feet in the grass, for example, you know, connect with the earth or the dirt. And now you realize how important those things are for your mental health. And Crystal, you know, by the way, as a coach for us at Sold Out Youth Foundation and for our school program, our drug and alcohol absence program, we developed a fitness, health and wellness page this year. And Crystal does a great job for us. And we really love to have people like her speaking into the lives of junior high and high school students. And um, you know, you described yourself in the book as a binge drinker, uh, and a binge drinker is probably as tough as it gets because binge drinkers have a tendency to drink a lot at certain times, but then they can cut it off as a, in your case, as an athlete, I've met other athletes who said, yeah, I didn't drink during the season. And then, then I would binge and party, you know, in the off season. Yeah. You think that, oh, you've taken a break for so long or, you know, it's just, it's just like the disease of more is better. and you know, if that makes you feel good or you worked hard, you trained hard, you won, and then you think that you deserve it, but you're, you're just not doing what serves you and you're not following like what God would want you to do and how he would want you to treat yourself. But yeah, and having that connection with God is just a, you know, something that was missing because there's no reason to want to escape your brain when, you know, if you're feeling connected. A lot of times for teenagers, they don't have control over it, like you said. So for them, it's more of a process to get somewhere than it is what an adult would drink and sit down and have, you know, beer at dinner or something. Uh, so tell me about your own experience. And when did it come to you that this was out of hand and you were going to need to get some help? Well, as an athlete, um, it was there were some consequences that came up and then after stop playing sports and becoming an adult and a mother, it was just never the same for me. And, you know, being a drunk mother is not a good look. And I was just one of those people that couldn't have one or two and put it down, 
you know, some people can, I couldn't, and I just had to surrender and, you know, ask for help. So what I would say to those teenagers, like in my high school and college, there were no sober group of kids. You know, there were no programs like what you're offering and how we're carrying the message to kids right now in school. So I just think what you're doing is going to make a huge change because the suicide rate is up and mental health is like on the top of what we should be paying attention to as parents and coaches. Crystal Waltman's with us. She's the author of Quitting to Win. Uh, you can get it anywhere you get books, Amazon at crystalwaltman.com uh, at her internet site. Uh, when, did you, when did it hit you um, that, you know, I need to talk to my daughter and have a real discussion about this because one of the hard things for alcoholics is, is to talk about their experience, but to talk about it with loved ones, um, Talk about that experience of uh, visiting with your daughter and explaining what you've been through. Yeah, so I got sober around when she was four to five years old. So she grew up going, I, I went to an all women's meeting that had childcare. So she grew up going to me with the, to these meetings, just knowing that mommy is going to an all women's meeting. And, you know, we talk about it in the house, just the effects that alcohol has on you and that we have the gene. And it is not who we are, but it is something that we have. And so therefore you might want to, you know, look at, you know, not doing it and not overdoing it. And this is what it does. I mean, but she's around, she hears all the stories of people still ODing and yeah. you know, the calls that I get and, you know, kids are still dying from suicide, from overdose, from drug overdose. They're just still dying all the time. So this is a message that we need to get out there. So I think that she's going to grow up with the awareness. You brought up something really important, though, that many people don't look at. When you and I grew up, drinking was much more acceptable. Even getting drunk was acceptable. You know, I can remember the day when people would drink and drive and police officers would say, hey, you know, don't do this again and go home and get, you know, make sure you drive home. Uh, and then you were talking about hereditary. Um, you know, this is a point that we bring up with students in schools all the time that, frankly, if you have a hereditary situation in your family, it could be passed down generationally. I don't know of anybody that hasn't been impacted in some way by alcohol or drug abuse. And uh, our country, you know, what, what can we do, Crystal, to be more serious about educating the next generation uh, to being abstinent and, and, and that this isn't something you want to do? Yeah, well, I think that what we can do is try to go to Capitol Hill and change the laws of alcohol advertising, you know, so alcohol is not romanticized on the TV and through marketing and just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, carrying the message to kids and letting them know, you know, that there is a safe place that you can join this club where kids don't drink and, you know, drinking is not cool and it, it just it spirals from there. So I think you know, just raising awareness all the way around. That's all we can do. And that's why I wrote the book was to raise awareness. And, you know, I think with, with knowledge, people are getting smarter and smarter about it, just like with everything. Okay. So talking about quitting to win, because you're a personal trainer, you train other women, you train students, you talk about overall health. So uh, you said quitting to win is for, uh, you know, the middle-class regular person, not just, so tell me some of the things that you're trying to get across, say, for uh, someone who really hasn't practiced that in their life, who has some bad eating habits, who maybe isn't sleeping well, or who has never exercised regularly. Yeah, and so many people see physical health and mental health as two 
compartmentalize things, but they really go hand in hand. So even though that this is like kind of a fitness book base, but it talks more about mental illness, mental health, because you got to be mentally healthy than to be physically healthy. And it, it is written for middle America. It's written for everybody, for teenagers. I mean, it, it starts off with like a seven minute stretch that you can just do at home. You know, it talks about the importance of sleep, the importance of drinking water, movement, connection, connecting with loved ones, and then being able to give back. And overall, what does it look like for mental health? Like, how do you maintain a, a healthy mental health? And then your physical part will come. But they both go hand in hand at the same time. And a lot of times people just want to work on the brain or work on the muscles. And they really go hand in hand. So they both play into each other. And it's just basic tips that everybody should be doing every day. You know, eating, eating green vegetables, drinking water, sleeping, and moving. Crystal Waltman's our guest on the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com. And, you know, you mentioned something that um, I was the culprit of, had no idea, and really a mistake for a guy who used to be an athlete. But I was living in Phoenix. I was working in the sales business and was in a hurry all the time. You know, really, you know, I was young, so I wasn't making my own lunch and my own food like I am now to, to better take care of myself. Um, but I was drinking three or four Diet Cokes a day, uh, you know, with no water. Uh, iced tea with no water it surprises me, uh, you know, how many people don't understand how much water you need and how badly water affects you if you don't have it. Yeah, water is so important. And obesity just moved to number one in lifestyle choice diseases as far as people dying. Tobacco got pushed to number two, and then now alcoholism is number three. So if you look at obesity as a lifestyle choice disease, what they've stemmed that they've tied that to is sugary drinks and some states as some schools have already limited um you know put a ban on x amount of sugar grams in schools or they they're cutting their cup sizes down but you know any of that diet stuff and all that diet stuff is you know there's a better choice god made food is better for you and if you eat food with water in it for example an apple celery fruit and vegetables those foods have water in it then you don't have to drink as much water. But when you're eating 100% processed packaged food, which some people's diet is 100% comprised of that, it's like 75% of people are walking around in just a state of dehydration. And what that looks like is mental fog, irritability, tiredness, inability to sleep. You know, it comes out in many different ways, skin issues. So dehydration is something that is preventable now where everybody makes their resolutions that you know and they start out you know excited and they start out fully meaning to want to exercise more to eat better to have better social relationships uh to be more disciplined um what do you do in terms of handling that in the book because people say it takes 30 days to change a habit yeah so th the book's all about not being on a diet and not you know doing a fad something or a 30-day whatever because I'm sure, as you know, like in the gym industry, most people get hurt within the first 30 days of January because they go, I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to go work out by myself. They don't really know what they're doing or they're not all the way prepared. And then they hurt themselves. So then they have a setback, right? So then their setback, then they have this negative connotation of working out that the workout hurt them. So the book is all about slow and steady and what's like livable because I... 
the beginning chapters of my life, it was like all or nothing. Like I was oh. either on a diet, I was training for something, whether it be a marathon or a show or a tournament, you know, a full on train, or I was off. There was no livable thing. So the book, that's what the book is about. I mean, you know, moderation, I guess is a good, is a good word well, for balance, it. But I, never, balance, I could never yeah. understand that word. <laughs> You're talking about balance too, right? I mean, uh, what can happen more today, I think, than when we played was, was because they let us play all sports and uh, it wasn't a year-round sport. You didn't have these year-round soccer clubs, summer clubs, where you're playing all the time and coaches are asking you to make a choice about choosing a sport when you're in junior high, uh, that their social life suffers, that they're not having the family time that they need, uh, and they're, they're singularly focused, which can happen with phones and, and with the whole technology. And a couple different things. I mean, kids blowing out their ACLs in junior high and getting knee surgery and shoulder surgery that early is just a shame, you know? And I think the culture is shifting a little bit in sports just with the knowledge with concussions and whatnot and trying to do what's better for the student than what's better for the program. Um, so there's those laws that are put in place, you know, for concussions have come around in the last decade. Um, but I think it's, it's great to cross train, you know, and you, you have to learn to listen to your body and hopefully you don't get caught up in that, go to the doctor, get a pill and keep playing thing. Because if your body's telling you something, you know, then you got to take it easy. And recovery is just as important as training. So you have to recover as, as properly as you do train. It is just as important as probably one of the things that people overlook because they say, I want to train more, train more, train more. But if you don't recover, then you're going to, you know, get a flat tire. Crystal Waltman's with us. Uh, Quitting to Win is the book. You can get it anywhere, including uh, crystalwaltman.com. And, um, you know, one of the things that you've mentioned a lot as we've gotten to know each other is, is, is your relationship with God, your, your spiritual life, and one of the things I think that has hurt our family situation in the United States today is eliminating that option for students. You have the physical, mental, emotional thing that I think with kids today that's such a struggle is how do you have a something to hope for when there's no object of hope? Yeah, it really is a matter of just living in faith, not fear. And when you turn on the news and you're getting all this, you know, outside information, fear just creeps in. And you have to be able to identify what fear looks like and then be able to choose faith over fear. And I do think that's a conscious mind shift when somebody is able to have those mental tools of choosing faith over fear and just knowing that it's God's plan, not theirs. It takes a lot of the anxiety away. I mean, people are running around on just this high anxious level of not knowing what's going to happen next. But it's okay that we don't know what happens, what's going to happen next. God knows what's going to happen next. He's got the greater plan for us. So just let that go and, you know, just do the next right thing to serve him and be the best that you can. How detrimental do you think, um, not just the antisocial environment for over a year that COVID has brought uh, to a country that's so social, um, and how difficult do you think it's been on people where churches were closed down for so long, not to have the social and the community and the, uh, the fellowship of being around like-minded people. And when you're isolated, it just, like you said, ratchets up the fear, ratchets up the worry, ratchets up the depression. Yeah, community is really important and faith and, you know, having community being taken away from us during this time. And, you know, even though we're, 
blessed to be in our homes with our families and our stuff, there's still no replacement for community. Well, Crystal, you know, one of the cool things about having you with Sold Out is that um, you, you were really an inspiration to our students. And if you get a chance, you can see it on our fitness, health and wellness page at soldouttv.com. Um, we're fortunate to have Crystal and five or six other really um, committed coaches uh, that are speaking not only truth into students' lives, but teaching them these things that Crystal is talking about, common sense, balanced living, uh, how to maintain mental, physical, emotional health. Faith should be a part of every student's life and they should have the freedom to pursue it. Um, so, you know, I think one of the big things in our country has to be the protection of our freedom of religion, our freedom of speech, our freedom to gather, um, which has come under fire as a parent. Uh, what would you tell parents out there in terms of some of the things that they could do to make their home a little more relaxed and a little more balanced? Yeah, I would say live in faith, not fear. And the, the most, the number one thing that you can do is take care of yourself by building your immune system. Because if you're doing everything that you can do for yourself, then that takes the pressure off of, you know, it's somebody else's fault. You know, they're, God has the plan for us. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but just, you know, be, do the next right thing. And you are enough. God loves you. And you have everything you need right where you're at. So Crystal, um, the book is Quitting to Win. Um, could you tell everybody uh, how to access you on social networking? Sure, you can go to crystalwaltman.com, W-A-L-T-M-A-N. And you can find me on Instagram at crystalclearfit. And I'm also in Clubhouse. I host a women's meeting there. And I host a couple other women's meetings online. So if you're looking for support, you're not alone. We do recover. And I'm recovering out loud. And I you know, ask anybody who needs support to, to join me. And I want to tell everybody out there, if you want to be encouraged and you want to be uplifted and you want to physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually have a place to go that's like-minded, you need to go to Crystal's website and her social sites because she is very inspiring. She has a great message. And more importantly, I think the, the, the cool thing you're doing, Crystal, is you're, you're helping people that sometimes have trouble asking for help. Um, and I, I appreciate what you do in, in doing that for people because today we're living in a time where people are fearful about you know being ridiculed or people are fearful about what if someone knows this about me, having community. So um, get the book, Quitting to Win. And uh, Crystal, we're so excited to have you on the Roma Gabriel Show and we're looking forward to continuing to go forward, continuing to educate kids. And we so appreciate everything you bring to the table and encouraging kids uh, to be their best and uh, to be drug and alcohol abstinent. Well, Roman, thanks for having me during the Super Bowl week, and I hope uh, you have a blast down there in Tampa. All right, Crystal, thank you. When we come back, more on the Roman Gabriel Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini 
audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com. Listen to The Roman Gabriel Show at romangabrielshow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.